The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to Cosmic Consciousness, the show that connects with today's way showers and conscious advocates who use real-life superpowers to catapult human evolution. Blessings, soul family. This is Jules with Cosmic Consciousness, coding the new human for the new earth. And to listen to more podcasts like this, visit the Evolution channel or go to activateevolution.com. I am so excited to have Debbie return. So she was about episode seven. So if you want to go back and listen to our first episode, it was um, on COVID-19 and it was on spiritual symptoms, which was such a fun interview. Um, So it's um, Debbie and welcome back, honey. How are you? I'm doing so good. It's so good to be here with you, Jules, and you guys in the soul community here. Um, What a blessing. I'm so grateful to have time with you today and have this conversation. So we were kind of talking about what we were going to have our conversation on. And we both were kind of tuning into that space of everything starts with the divine. So tell us a little bit about how that feels to you and how you use that in your daily life. That's a beautiful question. Yeah. So for me, um, the divine is in everything. And I really feel like my purpose here on the planet is really to deserve to serve the divine in everything and see it in everything and call it forth in everything. And for me, a lot of that shows up as light because I think a lot of us that are here are probably light workers as well. We're really activating and serving that light uh, of the divine and humanity, right? And so um, one of my favorite ways of living is co-creating with the divine. Um, and that means that it starts, begins, ends, and finishes <laughs> in all the middle with it. Um but um, for me, it's really about like, sometimes even we were talking a little bit about this before, um, how in times of uncertainty, we can look for you know answers to things. Like we want to know what's going on. And one of the great ways that we can really just simply co-create with the divine um, is either through like we talk about prayer and meditation, but is living in the question. So rather than we ha- when we have a question, seeking certainty in the answer, especially in uncertain times, we can start with a question where we literally ask the universe, God, the divine unicorn, whatever, <laughs> however you represent that connection, um, you know, a question of something that we're needing in our life. Like maybe it is, you know, um, God, what would you have me do? Or universe, um, what's the highest and best path for me here? Or what is the answer to this? And then rather than getting the answer inside, which you may get an answer, right? Like taking that as a piece of, of the puzzle, and then allowing your life to be the response to the question that you've just asked and witnessing the divine signals, the divine guidance, the divine uh, kismet and miracles that show up in your life in answer to that question. And that requires us being present to the divine, starting our day with that, you know, leaving uh, meetings with that, uh, greeting people with that. So we can actually start to remember to be present to that divine voice coming in and through our life experience. Mm. It, you know, and I think that we make it so complicated when it's 
it's either we're living with the divine coming first or we're not. It's so funny. And it's, I talk about we're either in the new paradigm or the old paradigm. And it's so easy if we really just take a moment to check ourselves like, okay, am I living in the divine or am I not? Am I in the new paradigm or am I in the old? And it's so easy to actually know if we just check in. And sometimes I just laugh at myself when you think, well, am I, am I not? And it's like, okay, do you really need to ask that question? <laughs> because how are you feeling right now? Um, so I would definitely want to come back and just dive into this a little bit more because it's, it's such a beautiful way to live our lives. And, you know, it's a, such an easy way to make our lives, our spiritual practice as well, because I talk about that a lot and what better time than now as things are starting to open up and we're finding ourselves in this new world to start it out with the first step being to tune into the divine. But before we go to break, tell everyone where they can find you, Debbie. Yeah. So I'd love to have you come and listen to some of actually Jules is on my podcast at spiritualentrepreneur.com. She's episode 220. I know you love her, so you probably like to listen to her episode. It's called Creating the New Human. It's a divine episode. You can also just find me at deviadea.com. You'll find everything you need to know about me. And that's D-E-V like vision, I-A-D like David, E-A.com. Beautiful. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. And we're back. This is Jules and I have Debbie with me and we are talking about living our lives with the, you know, really it is co-creating with the divine. And what I love about it is that when we bring the divine in to start anything, I mean, whether it's a conversation, like you said, a meeting, making a choice, and we inform ourselves in that space with that divine connection, it truly becomes a co-creation. And I can, I can tell you for myself that co-creation is magical. And when I move outside of co-creation, I can definitely feel it in my body. And I start to feel that kind of anxiousness or wanting to control outcome and all of those things that I think we can so easily get sucked into if we don't check in to is the divine coming first? Because when the divine comes first, like you said, we get to just kind of let it all go. And it's the question is more of what's my next right step in this co-creation versus how am I going to make something happen? <laughs> totally. It's so true. And it's, 
It's interesting because like our mind wants to create it a certain way. Like we feel like it should look like some pictures or something we've been given. Like we come in the world and they're like, here's a set of pictures. And this is like the 3D vision we were talking about, right? Versus the 5D vision, right? Or how, how are we viewing this? With 3D vision, a lot of times people will be viewing like, I want my life to look like something that already pre-existed, right? And so you spend your time in your life trying to fit the, your life to look into whatever those pictures are. And that's fine. And you can have an experience. You're not going to experience a ton of fulfillment, most likely, in that because you'll get the picture, but you'll be like, now what? Right. But when you're living with 5D vision, right, when you're operating in the new paradigm, as, as you, you call it, which I love, um, you're really in a place where you're getting to experience the light of your own soul and the light in the light of the universe, right? Through the divine co creation. And in doing so, you're also serving humanity in a bigger way because you're activating it you're channeling it and you're calling it forth all around you. So um, I think it's just a beautiful way to experience it. And I know for, for me, like setting an intention, we can go in and out of consciousness, right? Like there are moments where we're like, yes, I'm totally present. And then something can trigger you from like the past where you're like, oh, now I can feel it in my body. I'm not in the <laughs> 5D vision anymore. I'm in 3D, right? And usually that's, again, tying into the past or like what pictures should be or what's not, what's not, right? And then bringing ourselves back into it. And um, I know for me too, I was we were talking about this in the green room before we started a bit about um, how when you're in the middle of like uncertain times, it's easy to access to that divine guidance or that divine help literally just by asking for it. So like um, I was, I was took a vision quest at one point and my favorite question was literally, God, I need a little help here. And if the word God triggers you, universe, divine unicorn, I need a little help here. <laughs> Whatever works for you, right? But th those words are so powerful. I remember I was, I had gone over to uh, Europe and I was taking the, I'd gone to stay in a youth hostel in, in London. And then I took the train over to uh, get out in Paris. Is that right? Yes. Across the channel, I'm remembering. And I was, uh, I'm six feet tall. So I'm a, I'm a little obvious to see when I'm around, but I was also wearing bright orange and I was fumbling with my bag and I was trying to figure out how to get into the water closet, which I needed, you know, money that was French. Right. And I still had London money, which pounds versus euros at the time. And I was like, okay, I have no idea how to do this. God, I need a little help here. And literally like within a, I don't know, 30 seconds. I hear, Madame, can I help you? And he says, I'm off uh, duty. This is gentleman. And he says, and these people here are looking at you and you're a target for pickpockets. And he said, what can I do to help you? And so he took me around and he walked me through the train station and behind a gate to show me that he knew the people there. And he was legitimately worked there. And he took me out and I said, well, I need to get my money exchanged and I need to get a calling card. I'm going to see a friend and uh, Paris. I don't speak French. I will try, but it's going to be pathetic. <laughs> and um, he said, no problem. And he literally like rolled my bag for me, took me out, helped me get cash out of the ATM, got me a calling card with it, called my friend, spoke in French. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, oh, I'm going to take you. And I was like, what? And so he takes my bag. I'm like, you don't have to do that. He's like, no, no, seriously. I really, I want to take you. So we go, we get on the train we're sitting on the train. He pulled out his wallet. He has a picture of Jesus in his wallet. And he says, I don't know who your God is, but my God told me to help you. And he literally like walked me up to my friend's door, dropped me off, gave me his card, said, if you need anything when you're here, 
I'll be here for you. And I have so many stories from that trip. Like even after that, I went to Sardinia and I stayed in this flat there and I was coaching at the time and I thought there'd be a phone in the room, right? Well, when I landed in Sardinia, I also thought they might speak some English, which they didn't. And they dropped me off um, and they gave me like a, you know, a person who drove me to the hotel, to the timeshare. And we were going over and the guy couldn't understand a word of Italian, right? Again, I'm language challenged in those ways. <laughs> and so um, we're in the car and we're speaking broken Italian. I'm thinking, how is this going to go? And we get there and we land and <clears throat> there's one guy named Tonino. And Tonino starts talking to me and I'm like, wow, my Italian must be really good. We're spoken through broken English, broken Italian. I mean, it was just back and forth, but we could understand each other fluently. Only Tonino. There was no one else in the group that I could understand. And he took me over. He talked to the people. He got me all situated. And he's like, we're going to give you the best room on the top floor. And I'm thinking, man, I must really have some good Italian. And so get in the room. I check in and I'm like, there's no phone. What am I going to do? I've got a coach. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go down to the store and I'll try and get, you know, a calling card or find an internet cafe and cancel my appointments this week. Cause I was going to Crete the following week. And I was like, I can probably do it there. Uh, hopefully they have a phone. <laughs> there was one phone in the middle of the port and it was um, world cup. And there was just no way that that was going to happen. So um, I go into the store and I'm like, telephone carte. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. I was like, computadora. like I was trying to talk. It was, I was awful really embarrassing anyway. And so, and they're like, Oh, you know, go to the store tomorrow. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause they're, they were closed and they said, you can get a telephone, like carte telefonica or something. I don't even know what we were saying. It was not Italian. And so <laughs> I go back to the place and the next morning I wake up and I come down and I see Tonino and I'm like, Oh, ciao Tonino. You know what I'm talking to him? No, I, we couldn't understand a word, like not a word that whole conversation was a wash the rest of the week. I couldn't communicate with him. I go to the store to get a card, right? And I had asked God, I need a little help here when I was checking in. Right. Uh, and I go to get the card and they're like, Oh no, no, no Friday. And I'm like, what? And they're like, all out, no more, <laughs> no more calling cards, no more, uh, no internet cafe, nothing. And they named a village, Right. And I'm like, oh my God, God, I need a little help here. I go, I sit down at this cafe and I hear Sprechen Sie Deutsch. And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, you're American. And I'm like, you speak English? <laughs> Not only did they speak English, but the lady's like, I'm like, look, I'm hoping you can help me. I feel terrible. I should be able to speak Italian that I'm here and it's embarrassing, but I'm, I can't. And I'm trying to cancel these calls that I had. And I had some really like high-end clients. I didn't want to disappoint, um, you know, C-level executives that make time out of their like months in advance. Right. And I'm like, I'm definitely can't leave them hanging. And so the lady is like, uh, she goes, Oh, well, actually I'm a tour guide. She pulls out the bus schedule, like in her book and says, well, this is where you would go. And this is the, the village you'd need to go to, to do it. And, but here's the thing you can't get there because you'd be stuck here because of siesta. And I'm like, what's siesta? She's like, Oh, we take naps in the middle of the day. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Right. But no, it's not going to help. And so, um, so anyway, we had this discussion, the guy who was there is like, here, use my phone. And so he gave me his cell phone. I said, I'm calling America. And he's like, it's okay. 
use my phone. So I called up and I, um, you know, actually I didn't have an assistant at that point in my, you know, journey. So I called my mother and I was like, mom, I need you to cancel <laughs> these calls I have that are scheduled. Please help me out. I'm, I don't have a phone. I'm fine. You know, I'll be, I'll let you know what happens when I get to, to Crete. And I hung up the phone and it was amazing. Like these people the whole time were like, they did a traditional um, horse ranch dinner for me where we went out and like, they made this amazing dinner. I was like, I want to learn how to play bocce ball. They taught me how to play bocce ball and they made a barbecue for me, which was like so nice. And they come and just like, they treated me like royalty and they did drive me to the village and I did get on the computers later, you know, a couple of days later, but um, it was just amazing. Anytime I needed anything, Literally that phrase transformed everything. The help would show up within probably like at most five minutes. So if you're having a challenge in your life right now, like I really encourage you to ask for help, like ask for the assistance you need. And most importantly, pay attention for how it's showing up. Like those are really obvious because when we're traveling, like the rest of our life, the hum of that normalness quiets down and everything's new. So we see it against a different background where we can see the help coming in really readily and clearly. When we're here, sometimes we're so in the kind of unconscious patterns that we get into that we forget to, we don't see it as clearly as quickly. But I promise you that when you ask, you're being helped. If you pay attention, you will see it. So I'm just, my whole body is just chills all over, <laughs> you know, and that's just truth bumps. It's just, yeah. you know, it, yes. One of my favorite phrases <laughs> is let gr- grace flow through me. Mm-hmm. And, and if I see something that brings pain to my heart, I say, let grace flow through them. And it's just a very simple way that I don't have to like make anything happen right now. I can just ask for this beautiful energy to flow through and know in that moment that it's done. It's like, there's nothing else to do. Uh, it's just a, a really, and I feel like there's like I'm going to, these are going to be my two favorite phrases. God, I need a little help here (laughs) and like a grace flow through me or through them. Um, you know, and that, as I'm saying that I'm like, actually have one more favorite and that is, um, may this experience bring them closer to God or to, Mm. um, for myself, if let this experience bring me closer to God is another one of my favorites. And it's, it's those phrases that we say over and over again. It's just, you know, I, I say like in form this space with the divine. It's like at that moment, it's done. It's like, it has been written. (laughs) It's like this agreement that cannot be broken because God just came in and you can't do it better. It's like, that is the moment that it cannot be done, done better. And it's like, in that moment, we cannot fail. Like it's going to be perfect. Doesn't that, isn't that free? <laughs> it's so beautiful. I so love that. And I, it's interesting because when my grandma's name was Grace, one of my grandmas. So whenever I hear that, it literally feels like her spirit, like flowing through when you're saying that. But like the beauty of that is just, that's a, so powerful because you're basically invoking that and in every piece of whatever is happening. I also like to do this practice. I call it living namaste, where like, if you want to, transform anything, like any relationship, create more connection, anything, um, experience and co-create with the divine even more. One of the things that I love to do, and it's kind of unconscious for me now. Um, so I was trying to explain to how to teach it, but if you think about the phrase namaste, it's, you know, the lighter, the divine in me, 
bows to and acknowledges and honors the light of the divine in you. And uh, you can do that silently wherever you are. If you're like at the gas pump and someone is there, literally just silently inside yourself, acknowledge the divine in that other person, like, you know, bow to that light. And what you're doing is you're magnetizing that in the other human in any good level of conflict or connection or anything. And what happens is then you get to experience divine relationship with the divine everywhere you go, because that's who you're greeting in every face. And um, it's just one of my favorite things, like practices to do. And then the other, one of my other ones, because you're sharing, I love these. <laughs> is, um, going with this. <laughs> Is uh, when you create, like one of the things that I noticed early on is when I would create, unless I added this phrase, I would sometimes get things very much in like 3D versus 5D. So I always like to just add, um, uh, you know, if whatever it is, the intention, I'm intending this thing. I always say with ease, grace, joy, love, and fun, it is done, it is done, it is done. And I tell you in the highest and best way for all involved, it always turns out magical in a way that like my mind cannot create. It's like, there's no way I could come up with it. It's so awesome, you know, (laughs) you know, and, and you can tell too, when we're like bent in our energy, because, uh, you can feel that divine discontent and you know, that you need to shift into the, you know, divine flow or having that grace flow through, right? Like I just, that's so beautiful. Uh, and chills again. Uh, and that's really what I call living in the magic. I, and I feel like also the more we practice just all of these fun things that we're doing, these are just like, these are just like, I love how you say invoking because we are just invoking the divine. I have this saying, it's like, we just like having a magic wand and it's like, we're going to put the divine here and we're going to put it here and we're going to put it here. And, and it's like, we don't have to know what's happening, but then all of a sudden you kind of like, meet this place I call it the miracle pattern and then all of a sudden you got get to start witnessing all the miracles of the divine that was kind of invoked or infused into all of these beautiful places and just like you said you're like oh, there's no way I could have come up with that on my own it's just so beyond and what we could even cut like understand in those moments. And that's what I love about the co-creation of the divine is when I'm in full co-creation with the divine, I know that I'm only seeing or understanding such a small amount because what's actually happening is beyond the understanding of my mind. And that feels really comfortable to me. And I think that that's the practice here is like, you know, we're talking about like really making this the spiritual practices, the light, our lives. And it's learning to kind of exist more in that abstract or that unknown space and just fully just continuing to just turn it over to the divine energy, turn it over to the divine energy. And then, you know, and of course, listening and taking action when it's time. And it is, it's like, it becomes magic. It's so much easier. Like, I think <laughs> the more we can give back and give over, <laughs> the easier life gets. It's like it becomes easy and exciting when we're in that space. Like, and I always can tell, like, the more that things are effortful or hard or not really in flow is when I'm, I'm holding it and I'm like, no, 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 no. It has to look this way. I want it to go da da da. Right. When I'm in that space, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to go well. Turn it over. 
you know, let the divine work through. God, I need a little help here. And I think one of the beautiful things too, is when we, you know, if you're, whenever you're in an area that's most challenging is the time when we have to surrender. We don't really have a choice. And that's when it's, it like happens so much more quickly when we're willing to, to surrender. But I think it's beautiful when life can be a practice, like you're talking about where you're constantly like invoking that and, and witnessing the experience of it and just taking your little teeny piece that you need to carry. That's all you need to carry. It could be like a teeny, teeny little bag. <laughs> the, the less baggage we're carrying, the better. <laughs> right. And we're like letting this, you know, divine, you know, cruise ship or whatever. I mean, it's carrying everything else. <laughs> it's so true right? though. I mean, how can yeah. you be in flow if you're carrying around all this baggage, you know, and what's coming to me, I must be tuning into somebody that's listening is carrying around the baggage of others as well, because I think it's one thing when it just has to do with us and it's a lot easier to, you know, it's like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, then it's just me, you know, it's, I can deal, but then, you know, it's like the responsibility of our children or our, our husband or whoever it is. And then, we're so in tune to like, I want it to be okay for them. I want it to be okay for them. And I think it's, so what would you say? And I I love your little phrases. So I just like when it's, I just, there's something that's going to come in here. I can just tell and I'm getting chills again. So there's a big yes in that (laughs) of how we, um, you know, I have my ways of doing it, but how we just like surrender and allow others to kind of be in that space as well. That's actually something I've been challenged with in my life and I've really had to learn to adapt to it. So um, I even wrote a kid's book um, called What Feelings Do You Feel for Empathic Children? Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a copy here that I'm sending to my <laughs> my VA uh, later today, but um, because I, I actually realized how much I carry other people's feelings in addition to wanting everything to be right for them. I, I, I'm very empathic. And so this, this little book I wrote is about like um, how this koala bear goes through the day, taking on all the feelings of all the other kids. And he learns how to ask the question of who, like whose feelings are these, and then choosing his own feelings. And I think that's very true for us when we're going through our day. And at the end of the night, he goes, he goes to sleep happy and love the feelings he chose to keep. Like it's a very rhythm rhymey book, but the, um, the feeling of that carrying around the, the weight for other people um, in an empathic sense versus like even a um, an energetic sense, like you can actually, so there, there's like two layers to me there. There's like, you feel all their feelings and you need to like distinguish what's yours and theirs first and kind of separate out if you're on the empathic scale at all, you know what I'm talking about. So separating that out. So then you can be in your own um let's say your own distinction of what's happening, like your own awareness, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, you can feel the weight of it. And you'll know when you're carrying it for someone else, you'll feel the, uh, the attachment to outcome, the pull, and like it has to go a certain way. When you feel that kind of um, unrest you know, within yourself, then it's time to say, and I love this phrase, my, my uncle uses it all the time, they have a higher power and you're not it, honey. He always <laughs> says that to me. He'll say that's outside your hula hoop. Like (laughs) they have have a higher power and you're not it and they're fine, you know? And so it's really remembering like, you know, their journey is their journey and they're here to live it. Like they're here for that piece that's theirs. 
And when we try and circumvent that or take that on for them, we're actually taking something from them. That's a gift from the divine on their soul's journey. So I think reminding yourself of that is really helpful. And I just hear my uncle's voice in my head. They have a higher power, honey, and you're not it. Like, so like, I remember, okay, higher power, you got it. Like, <laughs> turn it over. Right? I to, you know, I have this saying because uh, it's when it all comes down to it. And I love how you went through those different layers. Um, but when I actually tune in and I'm like, okay, why do I need to change this for them? And what mm. I realize is that I don't want to feel what it feels like to see somebody I love be in pain. And in that moment, I I realized that I just fell out of trust with the divine. And that if, if I'm worried about feeling or them feeling a certain way, then I'm not fully informing and infusing the divine in that space. Because once that happens, it's like, like you said, you can turn it over. It's like, okay, it's done. It's done. It's like, let grace flow through them. And I have to say, I just love that you're there. And it's not you, honey. I love that because so many times we want to take on that role and fix it. And, you know, it's just not ours to fix. So that's just so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. My uncle has all these cute little things like do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. Like if something's going on, he'll just have you put your left foot in and take your left foot out. He's got all these little things I love, but what you're saying is so powerful. And I love like the next piece, which you're talking about letting the grace flow through, like that's part of the turning it over is just invoking the divine for them and knowing and trusting that they have that higher power and you're not it. And that, that the higher power has it. And I think that's such an easy way to do that. Was that a motorcycle I heard in the back? It was like, like, oh yeah. (laughs) Rev the engines. Let's go. We got this. We got this. We have it. We're taking them. It's good. Yeah. No. (laughs) You know, and I think that that's such a, uh, you know, I I want to see if you have like some sort of prayer process, but I think this is such a beautiful space to just end is that, you know, we actually have this. And I think that so many times we just have to remind ourselves of that. It's like, there's nothing we can't do when Mm -hmm. we are in co-creation with the divine. And if we're doing it from that space, we're unstoppable. It's like, I had, there's this book I used to read my kids when they were little, it's called Unstoppable Me. And (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love it because it's like, if I was, you know, when I, in, in there and it's like the divine is within me and I am the cre- I'm the creator of this beautiful energy as the divine flows through me nothing can get in the way because it's like there it's just impossible and so um anyway so blah 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 with that do you have a little process that you want to share with us sure so for around this specifically like whatever <laughs> feels like whatever comes in yeah. So, well, what I'm hearing actually, so, so there's two, two ways I typically will do that. Well, three, actually, I'll just say, God, please help them, which is like, God, I need a little help here, but for them, which is like so simple, but it works. Or I will, I'll do a vision where I'm just like seeing light pouring through them and anything that's not of a light melting away. Um, or my grandma has this little prayer book. So my grandma was a little mystic. Um, she used to like spend two hours a day studying, uh, and her intention was really God realization in her lifetime. And she used to do a lot of like practicing the presence, if she calls it. And so there's this little, um, 
I go to her prayer book sometimes when I'm feeling disempowered or I need a little shot of grandma. And I literally feel like when I'm holding the book, like her hands are there with me and that she's like praying in and through me. And there's this little prayer. I don't know if I can remember it because I usually read it, but it's um, father in thy hands and keeping. Now I place all my affairs, every little situation, all my little tasks and cares, all my loved ones fully knowing that they can never fail nor fall. They are in thy sure protection while thy love encircles all. Uh, in this divine assurance, I relinquish worry thought from my shoulders, loads are lifted. Um, I practice thy truth as taught. I think that it's a little different, but that's okay. <laughs> um, thy truth is taught. Um, and it's something like, please return them one by one when thy work in them is done. And there's a piece in the middle. And maybe I'll, I'll share that little prayer with you if you want to add it to the show notes or something, but it's, um, it's just a beautiful, uh, it's just a beautiful little prayer. And it, it takes it off of me. I literally feel like my grandma. I just said, okay, grandma, let's, let's give this over together. And so there's something really profoundly powerful and almost like a talisman where her energy has been infused in it from praying over the book for so long. Um, and she's one of those people that used to pray in the hospital and people's wounds would heal. Like she was just a very divine healer, you know? So um, yeah, that's one of my little things. I go to grandma's prayer book when I'm like, okay, I don't want to just trust everything's going to be okay, but I know I can trust grandma, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. It's like that. I always, somebody, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was uh, that when someone close dies, that they become your guardian angel. And mm. I could just feel that so much as you were talking about your grandma. So it's just, I can really feel her here. Just as you're talking about She's very present. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Well, Debbie, this is just, I loved this conversation and I know so many people are going to, I mean, if you are not uplifted after listening to this, then <laughs> let's just infuse and let the divine flow through you because mm. we're sending you so much love and Debbie and I both have our hands up and just yep. <laughs> love and light in this moment. And, you know, and just ask, ask for the help because it's that powerful. And, you know, when you are that powerful, it's like once you, that isn't, it's asked, you get to step into what that feels like to be in the help of the divine. I mean, it's just chills again is all I can say. That's all I can say. So powerful. <laughs> With ease, grace, joy, love, and fun, it is done, it is done, it is done in the highest and best way. And so it is. And so it is. Mm. Thank you, Debbie. Tell us one more time where they, um, oh, I wanted to mention that you have a something launching in July. So just, I'm going to give you just a minute to talk about that. Yeah. it's um. So I've had this course where I've, if you like podcasting, if you like listening, but you think you have um, a calling in the voice of your soul. There's something that you know is your unique gift that you're meant to share and you're looking for a platform for that. I know Jules and I both love podcasting. And so uh, one of the things I had a lot of people ask me early on is how did you do that? And so I decided eventually to create a course for it. And I've sold it in the past, but we're doing an upgrade to it. And I'm adding in more of kind of the spiritual components too with the high vibes and praying in episodes and um, you know the energy of the episodes too. So that's going to be coming out in July and it's called podcast on purpose. And it's really for like the high vibe 
podcaster. So you can check that out at podcastonpurpose.com, or you can just go. I'd love to have you again, listen to Jules episode, episode 220 on the spiritual entrepreneur at spiritualentrepreneur.com. You can come listen to our show too. Um, but yeah, reach out if there's anything that, that I can do to support you on your journey. Um, and remember it all starts with the divine. It all <laughs> it chills again. Oh my gosh. I hope everybody else is feeling the truth bumps as well. Well, thank you Debbie so much and definitely check out her, um, her offering of that new class coming up. I can already tell it's just going to, I mean, you can tell just by listening to you, how tuned in you are and so many people are going to get so much out of what you have to offer. We love you, honey. I love you too. Thank you so much for having, this has been a divine gift. Yeah. So grateful. Thank you. And thank everybody else. And we love you that are listening. Thank you for listening and being part of the superpower network and of cosmic consciousness and definitely check out our other shows on the evolution channel, or um, also you can go to activateevolution.com and listen to all the wonderful shows there. Sending you so much love and a big hug. And until we meet again, go live to your highest potential. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.